Dishing up tasty morsels of tarot wisdom. Oracle Soup with your host, Katrina Wynn and Gina Thies, two saucy sisters, broadcasting from the magnificent Oregon coast and from deep in the heart of Texas. And inviting your questions about tarot, oracles, counseling skills, reading advice, and more. On Facebook, like our Oracle Soup page and share your wisdom. Soup is hot and it's ready to be served. Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of Oracle Soup. I'm Gina Thies, and I'm here with, well, not literally here, but Katrina, you know. Well, you know, we're, <laughs> we, we can bilocate yes. in a certain yes. way. <laughs> in a here, in a here, in our, in that space that we've created, you know. Yes, it's um, the Oracle Soup dimension. Oh, there's that again. <laughs> I, I, I do love that. So here we are, and you know, we, um, uh, for those of you who may be hearing us for the first time, welcome, and uh, we, we started this um, labor of love through having conversations about not only um, our lives um, as uh, practitioners, uh, but just, you know, thinking that other people would probably want to hear and figure out and learn about the same things that we're interested in. So uh, we go all over the place, but it's, it's a consistency to, to <laughs> what we do here. Um, and so we talk a lot about different things that are about the intuitive arts. Sometimes that crosses over into a little psychology, magic, divination. So we're, we're, we're all right in there. Interestingly enough, we both actually do work with other people. Um, we are both uh, practitioners of tarot, lenamon, uh, and, you know, uh, divination, fortune telling, uh, whatever oh, wait, wait, label wait. you put that under. Okay. I, on the fortune telling, I'll have to do my little disclaimer is for me, I only do that with Lenamon cards. That's a whole other talk show. Yes. You know, and we, to, we uh, also uh, believe in diversity and inclusiveness. And yes. a really key thing, and I hope you notice that in the way that we interact with each other, is we have a lot of love and compassion. You know, it's not only for this thing that we're so excited about, whether it be tarot or oracles or reading or working with people or working with ourselves or working with the divine, whatever you, direction you're interested in, but also compassion for each other as friends, as these soul sisters, and also compassion for ourselves. In fact, right now, Gina, our compassion goes so deep, we got sick at the same time. <laughs> We are both getting over whatever it is, cold, whatever. There's a, yeah, the, whatever, whatever this season's mix of, uh, you know, stuff that makes you feel like, ha. Ah. Yes, exactly. You know, when I speak to students or anyone that has an interest um, in, 
going along the path of being a, a para-helper, it's almost like deciding to commit yourself to become a priest or a nun. It's like, it's a, it's a path, you know, it's, it's, it's something that you have to understand what you're about. Um, some people are naturally com compassionate or imp imp they have a lot of empathy towards others, I would say. And that can get kind of, you know, um, you have to be very careful around the, the em being empathic, easily get um, immersed in others' lives, right? And that is why we're really going to go much more deeply into a very healthy and life-affirming style of compassion in our Oracle Soup conversation today. And we truly invite you to stick around because, again, we've talked about the pitfalls and the difficulties and the challenges, especially around boundaries and things. But this one is actually going to highlight the gift and the, the depth of compassion in a very healthy way for ourselves and for our clients. And to express that, we picked a very special tarot card for our Oracle Soup Focus. And that featured card is the Ace of Cups. You know, the Ace of Cups is one of those cards that when it shows up, um, I don't know if it's just my, my, my own... Um, projection of it, but uh, it's one of those cups that has this air of mystery to it, but it's also very pleasant, you know? Uh, it, it, when you see a sword, you, you kind of think, huh, it's a sword. Hmm, pokey. <laughs> Cup. Uh, who doesn't like to drink? Who doesn't have thirst? Who doesn't understand uh, a, a cup is something to receive right to receive from to quench a thirst to add something and um aces are notorious um, in terms of fresh starts new beginnings so something is a new something has a something is fresh um, and for me the fact that it's the cups you know of course stereotypically typically we talk about being emotions and feelings but for me that has to do with flow it has to do with things being liquid and, and from a Taoist point of view very much in the flow the Tao the river of life and, and right now there's this quote that is coming up for me that Pete shared and it's about my cup runneth over especially in line with our service and what we do in the world and how can we allow that cup to runneth over in a very giving abundant way Right. You know, you have to think in terms of what moves you. Talk about flow. And when a cups, any cups card shows up, I look at what is the flow, what's moving, and what is creating a presence of pulling, tugging at your heart, right? Because, because at the root of it, it's all going to be coming from a place of how you um, would be moved through something. So we typically connect that to emotions it makes you happy sad you know uh disappointed it makes you the feeling of feeling full i i remember my my grandmother would use the terminology when something would cause an emotional reaction typically when it was almost when she was moved to tears she would say i just got i saw it and i just got full Oh, have you ever heard that? I love <laughs> I just, that. Yes, yeah, she would say, oh, I got full. And that was, when you think of the term filled with tears, mm -hmm. there is that connectivity of water. Um, water 
is also I relate to cups as you know we the sustenance that creates us our our body has water and that relates to blood so I look at bloodlines and blood ties and so family and so cups um, we are tend we have the tendency to be moved by anything that connects us to our social groups and circles and family. And I hope that our conversation today on Oracle Soup inspires you to open up your cup and your heart. I'm sure it will be. So stay tuned. We have more. Thanks for tuning in to Oracle Soup. Pull up a chair and join Gina and Katrina for a bowl of warm and nourishing conversation. Coming up next... So we'll get into our talk here. And so, you know, what does it mean to have compassion? Concern is compassion, right? Just compassion equals concern. And so cups, are, are, which is our card that we featured, typically associated with the emotions, and that goes into compassion. Um, developing these skills to be able to sit across the table for someone is really, really important. Uh, people are coming to us because they they have a certain uh, deficiency in life skills. As I, you know, it doesn't mean that they don't, but it's it's there's a struggle. We we all have them, and so we need some type of guidance. And how you come to a terms to terms of developing those skills, where some of them come naturally, some of them have to be learned. Um, I know I've learned a lot from you, Katrina. You will you will speak to this connotates a, a certain level of compassion to be able to deal with humans that are neat in need right and so um how to stay engaged and function without uh going overly empathetic where you're you're like oh my god you're bleeding i can't deal with it i can't take it so developing those skills sometimes are are not a part of what we are cut out or the cloth that we're cut from and and some of those we can further enhance and develop ourselves right right and that's something i truly emphasize especially when i'm teaching students i have like a whole lesson just on counseling skills and ethics And what I wanted to share with our audience today on Oracle Soup is what one of my teachers, Amy Mendel, has called and written about called meta skills, M-E-T-A skills, which means it's the skills behind the skills. In other words, you could spend years and years studying the tarot and know how to deliver a tarot reading. But what about the actual skills of holding space with another human being? Yeah. Right? Amen a, to that. So right. Gina just oh gave my us, God. I, I describe that all the time. It's yeah. like when a person breaks down crying, um, you, you realize in the, uh, I describe a reading as it's, a, it's sometimes the only time a person gets to look in the mirror and I'm, I'm doing air quotes here. I say one thing to them, I'm holding space for you. Go ahead right. and cry. Just go ahead. I'm holding the space. Okay. So let's hold some space right now for learning some of these meta skills that I share with people. And there's basically about mm, seven of them. But before I even talk about that, I want to define from a different point of view, what compassion might be. And this comes from years and years of studying psychology and psychotherapy. And so one way of looking at something like compassion is that it's a nurturing, a caring for, and attending to those parts of ourselves that we like and identify with while 
attending equally to and appreciating those parts that do not. Mm, let's just say we don't like it in some way or another and that we disavow and that are far from our identity. Now, why am I putting the emphasis on us instead of the client, Gina? That's because I need to set the tone. I need to have compassion for those parts of myself, even the parts I'm uncomfortable with or I'm unhappy with, because if I haven't made some peace with or embraced, let's say, my shadow aspects or my less evolved areas, places where I'm falling apart, where I'm crying, where I feel stressed, where I feel like I'm beyond the known and I'm reaching out for help. If I cannot embrace it in myself, it's going to be a lot more difficult to embrace it in someone else. Another key, and these are all shared from uh, Amy Mendel and her book, Meta Skills, is that really what we're talking about is bringing in more of that empathic feeling. Even if you're not a natural empath, you can do these things. And it's the feeling tone in the background where you feel into the world of your client because you yourself already know that area. You already know that stressful thing because you've lived with it. You've come to terms with it. You've opened your heart to it. You have not run away from it. And there's seven really very, very basic things that we can do to enhance that environment. You know, we've talked about how to set the environment for a reading. We've talked about, oh, maybe you want, might want to burn incense or have a certain color or a certain deck or all kinds of fun things. And that's, of course, nurturing and caring for the outside. But what we're talking about now is how do you nurture and care for the inside? Mm -hmm. And of course, compassion is the first thing on that list. But here it is, caring for and tending to all aspects, including the shadow. So for instance, you and I right now, we are ill. <laughs> we, we have a bit of a cold going on. And if we need to, we will pause, we will blow our nose, you know, we will not pretend that we're not sick no. and we'll carry on. <laughs> right, you know, um, <sighs> And this may be a, a, a veering from the topic at hand, but I actually know, um, and, and it may go into a little bit of a, a codependency talk, but people feel guilty about taking the time to take care of themselves. Self-compassion. Self-compassion is what it's all about. It starts with the self. Because if you cannot have compassion, same thing with love, Gina. If you can't have unconditional love for yourself, how can you actually have unconditional love for others? Well, that is, that is, that is, it, it, it's really hard because when you love yourself, you will sometimes um, find yourself being able to say no to that that is does not serve you well at least that's how it should be and a lot of times we'll face people that it is really very difficult to put themselves everything out external is the thing that they attach to to make themselves and when it comes to the person themselves and having self-compassion and self-love you won't believe how difficult that is for a oh, lot yeah. Right. Exactly. It's, well, that's where these other six meta skills come in because they mm -hmm. do help with that. But mm -hmm. a little bit more about this shadow aspect, because I, I really want to emphasize because, you know, I, I use the cold as an example. But here's another example. Let's say uh, one has a self-critical thought, which says, 
I'm not good enough or I'm not enough. I know a lot of readers go through this, especially beginners, and they go, oh, I can't do this. I'm not enough. This is also a place where we require compassion for ourselves and say, this is the best I am at this time. And the part of me that isn't enough is going to continue learning. And here's another opportunity to learn. That's just one of many ways to approach it. So let's go into the next one, which is called Beginner's Mind. This is just, this is very challenging for certain people because beginner mind says seeing things through new eyes and new possibilities. And I actually have a quote here from one of my teachers, which is John Newton. He does this work called Health Beyond Belief. And he says, one of the secrets to living is to approach everything, every moment, as if it's for the very, very first time. And I know that's my approach with tarot and tarot cards. That's why it doesn't matter. I could know everything. I could write volumes about that card. But in that moment or that client or that situation or that issue, what if I come with beginner's mind, meaning seeing it with fresh new eyes in that moment? That opens us up to new possibilities. Yes. Um, you know, my favorite one of my other my favorite people art rosengarden talks about spectrums of possibilities you know and when you have a reading and so uh the the possibility of approaching something through i don't know it's like what if i looked at this through the eyes of a child who's never seen it and doesn't even need to analyze it what if i could just be with it but children ask why a lot in this moment, this would be the part of the child that just plays with it. And that actually is the next one, play and humor, how to be free and spontaneous and actually fun. It's kind of like not taking things so seriously in the moment. Of course, you want to be authentic with whatever your feelings are, but the reading itself is like a dance. It's like playing with somebody. Oh, absolutely. I, you know, um, the play, the finding the humor, the finding the light. Sometimes things are not humorous in a person's life. We can understand this within ourselves and know these practices, but other people are not there. And you kind of have to frame it so that it allows them to be in that space. And the thing about it, it doesn't always work to where they're ready because there's a sense of where they are developmentally and, you know, where they're locked into. Right? But what if the very thing they came to that reader for was to shift a stuck place within themselves? And so if they come into that reading, uh, let's say bringing all their fear or their sorrow with them, it, and again, this is the reader starts off with being a little bit more compassionate and empathic. They may sense that in that moment, they need to bring more lightheartedness into the reading because that is exactly the medicine that that client needs in order to help them shift their right. perspective or their emotions. Just possibly. And what's going to be possible. Yeah. And what's really helpful in that, and this is the fourth meta skill, which is detachment. Now, detachment is very incredibly key, and this is very different, I would say, from most readings, so it might be controversial or really challenging for some people, but it's called detachment. Oh, detachment, man, that's a huge one for yeah. me. You can't be attached to an outcome. Um, and you very much have to, de and, and, and as readers, right, as practitioners, detaching from the situation of, you know, the, the person that sits in front of you is so 
key for your own, this is self-preservation, but also um, to allow them or to for, forewarn them of being so attached to an outcome. This is one of my prime reasons why I don't work with questions because that's, that question is always, all has a, has a, has a sense of attachment to it that they want to know about this thing. And it all, it almost kind of says, tell me this, this is the, the, it's almost like this is the hope I need for this particular thing. I, I, I love this detachment part. And as the reader, basically what we're doing, and it's very, very simple, but again, maybe not part of our everyday habit is to make observations without judgments. Mm -hmm. So observing a situation, but not needing to fall into the dualistic value judgments of things like good or bad, right or wrong. And that belief, that really is the foundation of compassion, believe it or not, is this non-attachment. It's, it's very key in all of that, as you're saying, to, you know, not only go from the detachment stage, but to the next stage right which when you detach or you're not attached that actually opens up to this next point which is creativity it opens because creativity is openness it's where you're being co-creative in the experience including readings you know in other words even that's the idea, where I am. even mm -hmm. the idea that the reading is going to have an answer or that you have to make a choice what if you don't what if the reading itself just opens you up to a whole different way of experiencing life and that's what you ultimately were hoping to get in touch with? Right. What am I learning? What is my open uh, childlike view that I need to learn from what's going on? Because you don't always get people that are ready for what is, is, is there, right? What is offered. And so um, going through these steps, uh, and working them into your process, uh, the meta skills is a very um, is a thing to really pay attention to. I think I think it's important to recognize what your meta skill is. You know, I don't think I think we can learn to have all of them um, and develop them. I think we are naturally, some of us are naturally have some of those already in place so that we can allow for the other ones, right? Exactly, exactly. In fact, that's a wonderful thing to consider as we go through these is which ones are you already doing naturally? Which ones might be a little more challenging for you? I think the next one is particularly challenging for people, which has to do with fluidity and stillness. And these, again, these ideas come from Taoism. And, or Buddhism, but mostly Taoism. So the idea of fluidity is actually what we were mentioning before with the cups, is that flow, being able to flow and not be rigid, not be stuck into a formula or a format or even a, a spread, really. But then the stillness is where you're in your centeredness. You're not swayed one direction or the other, but you really know that you are sitting in your center, which creates a, believe it or not, creates an atmosphere of security for that Boy, client in that situation. Mm -hmm. I will tell you, the only thing that any of us need to do is be. And how do you do that? You stay at your center. It's not about going left, right, red, blue. It's about center. Balance um, even is a word that really doesn't describe what center is, right? Balance is about trying to, you know, keep something of equal right in 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 but but center is about being 
you are in that state of being. You're in your core, core self. You're in your core, and you understand that you can get pushed left or right, you know, or up or down. But returning to the safety of center um, is what we what needs to be. And you mentioned balance, which happens to be the last meta skill. But in this case, balance is finding the middle way, which means here you are, you're having your dance with your client at of course, with yourself as well. And rather than going one way or the other, what if you find that middle way, the place that feels balanced to where the reading has its center, the client can find their center, they can find their own answers, perhaps, you know, it doesn't need to come from you, it may be inspired by the cards, you're holding that space. And so that's why I love this book. Basically, it's meta skills, the spiritual art of therapy. And so it's really teaching us the a, a different art, a different way of approaching working with our clients. That's fantastic. It sounds wonderful. So we'll have that posted along uh, with links, uh, any special links. And uh, keep in mind, you guys are always welcome to give us feedback. Um, if you want us to talk about a topic, please send us um, that. You can post on our Facebook wall. You know how to um, contact us. And as a reminder, we'll have our information um, posted as well. So we would love that. So this has been fantastic. It's a, um, a, you know, a lot of where we could go on and on and on and pull out so much more and break these down. But it's a really good introduction. If you have not uh, heard about meta skills, hopefully this has been a nice, brief, small introduction to it and where it can help you um, in terms of your spiritual path, right? So thank you, Katrina. And thank you, my dear sister. All right, here we go. Thanks so much, guys, for listening. Thank you for spending time with us at Oracle Soup. We invite your comments and topic suggestions on our Facebook page, also named Oracle Soup. Be sure to visit our website, oraclesoup.wordpress.com for hot new servings of our saucy talks as well as past podcasts stored in our Oracle Soup pantry. And visit our individual websites and learn more about our dynamic offerings. Katrina Wen at tarotcounseling.org Counseling is spelled C-O-U-N-S-E-L-I-N-G And .org is like Oregon. Gina Thies at tarotadvisor.com. Advisor spelled A-D-V-I-S-O-R. This podcast is intended only to provide a summary and general overview on matters of interest. It is not intended to be comprehensive, nor does it constitute legal advice or legal opinion. You should seek legal or other professional advice before acting or relying on any of the content. And thanks again for listening to Oracle Soup. Y'all come back now.